Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am still positive, Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks. Mm-hmm. Bringing Locked On Clippers five days a week. Seven in the morning is when it comes out. Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. It's always a good time. Anyways, we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to kick things off with the last game before the All-Star break. Let's just get to this All-Star break. It's about time. (laughs) The schedule is looking brutal post this, but I'm not going to worry about it. We're taking on the Wizards. Um, It's... It's it's kind of questionable what our roster is going to be looking like for as far as starters go for this one, but we're going to talk about what we're going to need to do well to win that one, mm-hmm. as well as what could go wrong. Give you a couple of key matchups to take a look at, and then it's Thirsty Thursdays. We talk about who and what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of. We're going to be talking a little bit about the defense ramping up in the second half of the for season. Sure. We're going to talk about the All-Star break some more. Uh, and just, you know, Pat Bev, not getting the recognition he deserves. No, never. And then in shavings, which is just kind of where we wrap up everything else, uh, someone has some complaints with the way Luke Kennard is being treated. So yes, absolutely. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about the guards in general. And then <laughs> a favorite little poffin. We're checking in on the ACC Clippers, oh, yeah. baby. More, more Amir Coffee threes, and I love it. Before we get into it, though, I got to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Chug it. Listen, are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Man. Take a look at Michelob Ultra. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. That's right. So be sure to stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in this episode. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's get to this Clippers-Wizards preview. Last time out, we stopped them during their best stretch of play in a very long time. They were kind of crushing. <laughs> they knocked off some really good teams. Uh, we beat them 135-116. Kawhi Leonard, everyone is wondering, because of the back spasms that started against the Bucks. Um, he's questionable. Do we want him to play? Absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with stay. it, too. I want him to stay home. I don't even want him to go. I mean, they're already on the East Coast, but yeah. sure. Uh, and then Marcus Morris is doubtful. There's no way he's playing. I man, with how hard that knock looked, and he was down. Uh, that was something else. That was quite frankly scary. Yeah. So he's doubtful. He also should not play. No. Um, but we still need to do some things well, and one of those things is force Russell Westbrook into more outside looks. Yes. He only took one three pointer against us, which is. Good for the Wizards and bad for any team that's playing the Wizards, right? Like, that's Russell Westbrook's entire, these last couple of years. Um, so hopefully our interior defense can slow him down. Uh, he went 9 of 18 and grabbed 10 boards and had not, like, he effectively kind of carved us up. Yeah, we kind of got lucky when he was missing early. Like, he did miss some point-blank layups. a lot so of layups. We got to give some more resistance in that area. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think we got to own the paint in general as a team. The Wizards take most of their attempts in that area. We did really well uh, efficiency-wise last time. We hit 28 of 37. Okay, uh, I'm so that. We did, a, we did a really, really solid job there. They attempted... 50 shots in the paint last game. <laughs> Only hit 28 of them. Oof. Uh, so, yeah, we need we need to own that area again uh, and just crush them on the glass, just kind of going into the same thing. I've had some problems with our rebounding late in games. Yeah, you've been pretty irked by it. Let's get this right all <laughs> the way through. I mean, we out-rebounded them by at least 10 boards last game. Like, let's just keep that up. Let's not give them any second-chance opportunities. We yeah. crushed in that category as well. Uh, we had something like 17 second-chance points. To their Love it. two. 
Okay, that is good. Uh, again, another defensive thing. They shot over 50% from two and three. They only took like 11 threes or whatever it was. But they still shot very well from there. Um, and we might need another big game from the rotation guys. They that's what bailed I'm, us out last time. That's what I'm looking forward for to. Except for and PG. Uh, the Canoes, as they're affectionately called by the Clipset podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, time over there. Man, they had us feeling so great about this team. Like, we what, a, a week ago? Like, yeah. I mean, it was... They really managed to to take care of business without Kawhi and PG and even Bev for a stretch. The bench was great against the Wizards in their last game. We had four guys in double digits. Zoo was perfect from the floor. Yeah, Zoo was uh, great. He had 12 and 13. Reggie was so efficient. He shot 60% from three, I think 50% from the floor. 2% Reggie Jackson is what I'm calling him from now on because of that poll on yesterday's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. 17, 5, and 2. Terrence. He was perfect from three. Finished with 12, three, and two. Stole oh, yeah. our hearts. Man. Incredible game. This feels like this was a year and a half ago. It feels so long <laughs> ago, right? And I feel like this would also be a perfect time for a big Batum game. Yeah. Um, you know, Morris, unfortunately, did have double digits. We will not likely have him yeah. in this one. Hopefully so not. what could go wrong in this one? I think it kind of piggybacks off of the bench, right? It absolutely does. Uh, they had nobody good on the bench from the Wizards. So if our bench can't, you know, pick up some slack with the absence of probably two very key offensive contributors. It could be rough. They only had one guy go over 10 points off their bench and it was Raul Neto. He hit two of two threes. So it was kind of a weird, your dude, my guy in 2k expansion draft, uh, Bertans only had four three point attempts. So we did a good job limiting those, which was good. I just, you know, but we're missing, you know, key defensive guys. So, some of those guys could get a little looser than they did in the first matchup. Definitely, definitely. And, I mean, the thing that could go – they, I mean, they have some guys who can shoot the three. They're, I mean, they don't take a lot of attempts. Yeah. Uh, they only made 11 in the last game, yeah. but they they do move the ball around. Uh, and I, I'm, I do worry that the ball movement could overwhelm kind of a tired Clippers defense, especially if it's out some key rotation guys. For sure. This has been kind of a brutal road trip to end – uh yeah to end things the nba um, loves giving us brutal road trips to end the first half or the end of the season on yes <laughs> yes uh and the wizards did have 32 assists last game which is you know nothing to shake a stick at oh yeah uh and you know with westbrook being a non-shooter and if he's missing layups again i'm, I'm assuming they're gonna try and spray it out a bit more mm-hmm. um we'll see we'll see but uh it's it's definitely could be difficult to keep up and, and stay out in front of them because they can play really quick too it might be a little frustrating in this one uh, Clippers versus bad luck is my first key matchup. Okay. I kind of don't care what happens in this game in terms of a result, if I'm being totally honest. I just don't want anything odd to happen to the Clippers. Oh, man, don't. What? I just don't. Say, why'd you even say it? I just don't want it to happen. Why'd you even say Everyone's it? thinking it. I want the all-star break to get here smooth. Uh, but I'm also looking at Pat Bev versus everybody. Kawhi is out. Bev's usage is going to be really interesting to look at. Yes. Last time, he guarded Bradley Beal for three minutes and ten seconds and Westbrook for a minute and four seconds. So I wonder if that's split up more with Kawhi out or what's, what that's going to look like. I hope he doesn't get in foul trouble, so it's kind of Pat Bev versus the refs, too. So Definitely. It's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, and then, of course, you know, the two superstars. Watching Paul George and Bradley Beal go at it is going to be great. Uh, last time went well for Paul George. <laughs> Dude, he went right at Bradley Beal. <laughs> <laughs> went five of seven when guarded by him. I mean... He can definitely shoot over him. A lot of opportunities there. So we might see them trap a little bit more. Do you think that makes sense? I think when Paul George has the ball in his hands, it's... I think it makes sense. I think it's worth a try, especially if guys aren't hitting threes early. for sure. 
Um, prediction for this game? Uh, I don't want to handicap this one. Okay. Uh, it's just, man, this season, I feel like I've been doing that all season. It's such a weird, I, I still feel like it's so weird. Yeah, leads don't in, mean anything. In the post, yeah, in the post, um, you know, post-COVID world, I, it's really hard to predict these world, things. For sure. Um, let's just hope everything goes well for the Clips. Post-start of COVID. So, okay. Um, coming up, we're going to be talking... Thirsty Thursday, just what we want to see more of, which includes the All-Star break. But first, who's the player of the week? Look, as we all know, joy creates success, and this week's Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is Nick Batum. Love it. The Batum Battalion Commander. Since last Thursday, Batum has averaged nine points, five boards, two and a half assists, with 50% shooting from beyond the arc. Had a fantastic performance in the bounce-back win against Memphis with 13-6-3, and had 10-5-3 versus Boswell being a plus one, which isn't too bad. The Batum Battalion has to be happy with how their commander has performed all season. Let's hope he gets more of these illustrious Michelob Ultra Player of the Week awards. Love it. We might have to give some for the coaches. You know, anyone can get this award. Yes. Which is the great thing about it. Um, wonder which Clippers player will be the next week's Ultra Player of the Week. Michelob Ultra, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? And now I have another question. Where the hell can I buy auto parts? All right, look. The deal with auto parts is with the increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for any brick-and-mortar store to stock all the parts that you would need. That checks out. So why even endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? Is your Odyssey an LX? Is it an EX? I'm so sick of being asked about my Odyssey. It's so frustrating. And why would you want to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com, both at your home and in your pocket. RockAuto.com is great. They're a family business. They've been serving auto parts customer online for 20 years. Wow. So go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Damn. Whether it's for your classic or a daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Awesome. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right now that we're bought auto parts and then had some beers after we drove i was not driving on the beers no very clearly to uh, gone on the michelob ultra no welcome to thirsty thursday I am just happy that the All Star Break is here. It's uh, it's it's overdue. It <laughs> feels like I want everyone to get rested up. It gives Ty Lue and the coaches a chance to rest up, and then you know probably look at some defensive and offensive stuff, which is going to be good. Um, Maybe they won't. They're just they're just <laughs> they're just taking the whole week off. They're like no basketball for a week, guys. Don't no even work think today. about it. Um, Kawhi's back stuff started versus the Bucks, so I'm excited for him to get rest. Yeah. And I don't know how you treat back spasms. Heating pad? Yes. Is that stupid? No, I mean, I think that makes sense. I don't know what causes a spasm. I'm guessing just overuse. Like or an itch use. no one does. Um, also, there's so many parties being advertised in Atlanta already. Oh, really? Oh, my God. 
Is this? Yes. Where can I find these parties? <laughs> You're just you're <laughs> buying a plane ticket right now. Uh, no, uh, Tomer uh, tweeted out like just like um, just two pictures of just like every party listing in Atlanta right now. Oh man, there's so many. Are I we, just hope we're. Are we worried about the fellas? Yes, everyone's <laughs> got to send good vibes that everyone comes out of this safe. Players, coaches, staff, like the people working at these parties. Like we just gotta hope. They're going to happen, and I can't. I just don't think there's going to be a strict mask policy. Probably not. Um, we just hope everything goes well. It's worrisome. Let's get into some more actual basketball stuff. All right. We're talking defense a lot on this Thirsty Thursday. Defense. It's what we're thirsty for. I want Pat Bev to get more recognition for his defense. Yes. He took issue with the NBA's Defensive Player of the Year rankings, tweeting out the crying while laughing emoji. A classic. Yes. Always infuriating when someone tweets that at you. You think, you bastard. You're really doing that? The list is Ben Simmons at one, Rudy Gobert at two, Miles Turner at three, LeBron James at four, and then Jamal Murray at five. He's got a legit gripe here with two of these players being on this list. Yeah. I'm not quite sure if Pat Bev deserves Defensive Player of the Year recognition. He's been a very good defender. He's missed I, some time. He missed some games, which is a little difficult. I don't know. This... I'm not gonna lie, this list is a little wacky. Three of the names I think make top three, sense. Top three make all the sense in the world. Makes sense. I mean, I feel like Embiid also warrants some look, though. Yeah, LeBron James makes no sense. He plays next to Anthony Davis. Yeah, who's better at defense. Yeah, and probably the reason that LeBron James stats look good. Admittedly, I don't watch a lot of Lakers games or any, unless they play the Clippers. Um, <laughs> Jamal Murray's the most egregious, I think. Yeah, I. I, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, I haven't watched enough Nuggets games, though. Maybe he's doing something but wild. But DPOY? Fifth and DPOY? Yeah, I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. What do you got? You have actual stats to talk about. All right. So I'm just, I'm thirsty for the final form of the Clippers defense to show its face. Mm -hmm. I talked on yesterday's episode about how I don't think scoring is necessarily the issue in these clutch games. For sure. Uh, even though some of the shot selection isn't great. Uh, when you look at the shots we're hitting, we're hitting them, you know, very efficiently. We're we're knocking down threes, but we're not getting stops. There's no, there's not a lot of stops. Looking at the Clippers' <laughs> defense right now is not super inspiring. Uh, they're they're sitting at 17th in the league, allowing opponents 11, 111 per game, which is you know eh, not that good. It's it's yeah. decent. It's middle of the pack for sure. But we are sixth in defensive rebound percentage. We're snagging 75% of those bad boys. We're, we're top five in opponent points per turnover, which I bring up only because um, sometimes it looks a lot worse. And we are somewhat of yes. a turnover-prone team. That's fair. We are tightening it up, but we are limiting it feels like opponent it comes points in bunches. off that. It does. It does. Uh, this one has been irksome to me. We are our bottom 10 in opponent points in the paint. We're allowing yeah. nearly 49 points per game. We talked about needing a third center that one day, and a couple of people were really mad at us about it. But there's a paint kind of thing sometimes if Surgeon Zoo would get foul trouble. Yes, definitely, definitely. And we are 22nd, which I couldn't believe this. We are 22nd in the league in steals. Uh, to, to the eye test, I would not have thought it was that low. No, not at all. Again, something that it feels like comes in bunches. But then here's the thing. We know that Ty Lue likes to save stuff for the playoffs. Yes, that is a fact. that he likes to, you know, sort of 
keep things in the in the sleeve, keep yeah. things in the back pocket, For wherever sure. you keep things. However you want to say where he hides things away. Like the rings in his mouth. Yes, <laughs> yes. So I was looking at the 16-17 Cavs team in the regular season. Um, I, I didn't look at 15-16 because that team was just really good defensively. That they team were, kind of spoils your were, argument a little bit. They were really good defensively yeah, really good all defensively. season. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they had peak, well, didn't they have peak Tristan Thompson? Yeah, I mean, they peak had, LeBron. Yeah. Well, not peak LeBron. I don't want to say it like that. Um, but you know what I mean. That was maybe peak defensive LeBron. I don't know. I think LeBron's peak is still going, which is weird. The only peak that's a plateau, if you will. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but looking at the 16-17 Cavs, they were 21st in defensive rating. So bottom 10, middle of the pack in defensive rebound percentage. As I said, we're just outside the top five there. So that's looking good. Yeah. They were 19th. Uh, in opponent points in the paint. Not good. So a little bit better than us, but still not good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they were 28th in steals. So All right. even worse steals than us. Steals is also Nearly a stat that as I'm, bad as you can be. That I'm not too worried about. No. I'm I, a little more worried about deflection. You know what I mean? Like, but steals is a fair thing, you know. Steals is steals, baby. Steals is good. I can't argue with that. <laughs> I can't, I'm, not, I'm not saying we should be worse at steals. Uh, but then you look at the 16-17 Cavs in the playoffs, and they were about middle of they the pack. It, they stepped it up. They, they, they were about middle of the pack in defensive rating, which is, is a considerable step up from uh, where they were sitting. They were eighth. Yes. That's more than middle of the pack. Oh, I guess for playoff teams. Yeah. For 16 teams. But in, yeah, if right. you look at it in the East. I'm an idiot. If you look at it in the East, they were like maybe slightly above average. Yeah, probably. So, so I mean, which is, East. which is good from where they started being bottom 10. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, but they, they bumped up to second in defensive rebound percentage, which is the thing that I'm going to be like hammering on. I love, so I, this is a bit of an aside. I love the rebound percentage stat more than rebounds. Than raw number. Yeah, yeah I agree. I think that it's. Um, I'm not a big stat guy. I think it's a little bit more telling. Yeah, for sure. It's like when we saw that the, uh, can't remember what team it was, but they were like fourth in offensive rebounds, but also like top five in the rebound percentage. So they're like, oh, so they re they're very efficient at sagging the offensive rebound. Yes. It's a good efficiency stat. Yes. Uh, and then they bumped up to fourth uh in opponent points in the paint love that that's uh, a huge jump yes absolutely uh from the bottom 10 to the top 44 four? to 37 yeah yes um and then they were also top five in steals they were they had mo more steals than any team in the east wow uh so quite an appreciable difference um, no that is a, terms of a very stats. big difference yeah and i, I guess, guess better competition is guess, the other part too Yes. I guess last year, man, last year had me a little, like, because of last year, I would say I'm a little worried this year. Everybody is. About the defense. Totally fair. Uh, and things that I was kind of shrugging off last year. Agreed. So I'm thirsty to see this sort of final form of the defense. I, I, maybe it's crazy. Maybe I'm a fool. But I, for some reason, have a little bit more confidence that it will get there this year just because I have a little bit more confidence that things that aren't working will change. Yeah. I've said it multiple times on this podcast. I, I don't think this team has a roster problem. I don't think they have a talent problem. Uh, I think that this roster, as constructed, to me, looking at it, has enough talent to win an NBA championship. Absolutely. The question is just can they make the necessary adjustments? Can they play with the right mindset? Can they put it all together? 
And so I'm thirsty to see. I man, this is a this is a long con for the thirst. I feel like yes, which is kind of the hardest one, you know, because you just you want it to show its face. The long thirst is the hardest. <laughs> okay, I'm excited to see uh, how the team looks coming out of the All Star break. Very excited to see that. Coming up, we're going to be talking a bit more of the Luke Kennard thing and then checking in on Amir Coffey's fantastic run in the G League. But first, we got to give a shout out to betonline.ag. Yes, you've been cleaning house over there. Well, I didn't tonight. Uh, dropped a parlay, I will say. I am 11-2 and two in the last about week and a half. Wow. Which isn't bad. Impressive. Uh, but there's only one place I trust with my digital money, and that is BetOnline. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. March Madness is coming up for all you uh, the freaks out there. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, so we're back with shavings, which is just where we wrap up everything else. Uh, and, you know, a constant source of conversation on this podcast, Luke Kennard. It's a conundrum, the Kennard conundrum. Yes. But we're not using 2Ks to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, saying, you know. just for clarification. Just for clarification. Uh, <laughs> All right, so what's going on with Luke Kennard? It seems like some some people, some... Uh, so I don't want to... name and names? I'm not, I don't want to go into the specifics. If people really want to look into this particular thing that I'm about to say, I'm not saying any ats. I'm not going to go into the specifics. Okay. Um, there seems to be some shared angst over his role with the team. There is a tweet uh, liked by somebody. The tweet was, Luke Kennard is the same talented player and just needs minutes and a scheme that does not have him, and this is in all caps, stand around and do nothing. Detroit ran him off screens. This is lowercase. Detroit ran him off screens, put the ball in his hands, and an efficient 16-4-4 was the result. Lou and the coaching staff in L.A. have destroyed him. Emphasis added by me. Huh. So. This person's fired up. This person's also from Ohio. <laughs> Most likely. So they literally are. <laughs> um, look, I wouldn't say they've destroyed him. It's a fit issue for sure. Um, yeah, I don't think they've destroyed him in half a season of basketball that he's coming back from <clears throat> horrible knee injuries. Look, I not think, horrible knee injuries. I, I you think know what I'm saying. even when he's not getting big minutes, he was getting DNPs there for a while. The mentality that is being told to the players from the entire coaching staff from Ty Lue is to be ready, to be the next man up. We saw what happened with Reggie Jackson. We've seen what happened with Terrence Mann. If you are ready when your number is called, you can play your way back into the rotation or secure a place for yourself. And what I will say it's a bit of a two-way street, though, sometimes in this situation. So I, I He mean, has a short leash. The thing I the, the thing I do agree with with this is we haven't been making a concerted effort to get him involved. Yeah. Also, because things have been going well, it's not like it's not like we're like we're like oh, I wonder if we, you know what I well, mean? Like, I mean, that's the thing is, it's a weird situation all around. When is the time in a game? Yeah. To like, like truly, yeah. when is the time in the game where it's like okay, now it's Luke time, baby? Let's yeah. run a lot of stuff through Luke. Sure Let's Luke. get Luke going. I'm not saying that that's bad, and I'm saying that like for the amount of money we're paying him. Uh, starting next year, not yet. starting next year, 
Um, I mean, maybe that does need to be integrated into the game plan in some sort of way. Yeah. But looking at the team right now. Like when? Yeah. When? When is For the sure. Luke Kennard time? When, who And who do you want to not play so Luke Kennard can get more time? I think what happens is I think maybe Terrence, if he comes back down to earth in terms of all the other stuff he's doing well, that's the time. Yes. That I can see. His defense, though, is still just a little bit of a different but better sort of may, maybe Agreed. not even maybe better sort of suit for that second unit. It def it just absolutely is. I don't think it's even a maybe. It definitely is. He's got length. He's longer than Kennard. He's more physical than him on the defensive end. But there's the thing too of it's, you know offense always kind of comes before defense, right? So yeah. Kennard wasn't a defensive isn't a defensive stalwart. I mean that is. I feel like that's generous. <laughs> so he needs more time to get into that rhythm, right? Like it looked pretty rough the last game when we saw him out there. Yeah. And a part of that is the time. And like we saw the Luke, Lou, Reggie lineups early in the season. And those were not good defensively. For Terrible. Him, obviously. So I think that it's just, it's tough. What guard do you want to play less minutes so Kennard can play more? Right now, none of them. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And, and it think, sucks. It sucks for Kennard. And it's a too many guards thing, too. There's a log jam at the guard position. Yeah. Weirdly, for a team that supposedly needs a point guard and all this stuff, like, it look, like Lou Will is an unrestricted free agent after this season. So he's, if he's not coming back to the Clippers, he's not, he, he's, he's retiring. Done. Yeah. He said, on, uh, some dickhead on Instagram commented <laughs> on a picture of Lou's kid that he was like, you're about to get traded, bro. And Lou said, Next place he gets traded is Lou Willville. So he's not going anywhere. He's done if he gets traded. Yeah. If the Clippers fall short, do we bring Lou Will back on a one-year deal? Because I think no, because then what? Then it's just like, so Kennard is just like, because that's when he sees time, right? If things continue in this direction they're going now, it's when we're down a guard. Yeah, definitely. Like, because they retired. Definitely. <laughs> Which rough to say but that's what it seems like it's gonna take um so next year it's like i'm kind of like this year i don't care anymore i want i want him to get playing time well but i don't consider this year like a lost canard year because things are going like if things weren't going well offensively yeah i'd be like i'd be way more concerned i'd be like what the hell is going on but because things are going well it's like, uh, all right, man. Like, I want him to get more run, but like we said, it's just, I don't know where it's coming from right now. It's also, here's the thing that, like, I kind of have to separate from my mind. If you're looking at him as just a Landry Shamit replacement, seriously, what he's on right now is, like, not that big of a deal. It's like, okay, yeah, he's not he's, he's not getting a whole lot of minutes, but it's not, like, a big difference from yeah. what Landry Shamit, Shamit's role would really look like, probably, with the team as it is right now. Right? Yeah, for sure. So in that way, it doesn't feel like a, a punt or a wasted year. Uh, and he is still practicing with the squad. You know, he is still like building that sort of. And like uh, you said, the coaching, it's so much like if this was Doc, I'd just be like, Kennard's done. But at least if Ty Lue is the coach, I think there's still a chance he gets time again. Yes. Because there's a clear like Ty Lue is letting players know what's expected. Definitely. It's weird, though. It's unexpected. Yes, it is unexpected. The extension came very quickly. No matter what you think of Canard, you have to think like anyone, even the biggest Canard fans, 
Gotta be like, wow, that extension. Was crazy. I mean, that was just the deadline for to make the extension. I guess, I don't know. I guess they didn't want to test the waters and free agency. I'm not really sure what what went into that, but yeah, yeah I I don't know. I'm curious too because I wonder what the opinion is of him around the league, like in a trade scenario. Because you know, not a great year this year well the trade that we got him for is absurd yes yeah yeah. which like doesn't help his value i don't think yeah well i mean i think the the injury concerns are very real yeah um but he'll have had a lot of rest this season uh so i i I don't know i i think if you look at the efficiency it's still there it's just it's just a like a matter of you know you you need him to go to a place that needs a sort of shooting guard who doesn't really have to play any defense. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it's crazy to maybe think either. Mental thing. Get a sports psychologist in there. Help him out. It's not a bad thing at all. You never know. I just don't know that it's anything that's wrong with him necessarily. I don't th- I'm not saying anything's wrong with the guy, but you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that a boost of confidence yeah. in that area. You think it's a confidence issue? I think that's been a theme throughout a couple years yeah i think it might play a part yeah no that's fair it's a bad thing that someone needs help with that you know what i mean no not at all not at all i wasn't saying that i was just saying i i don't even know if it's i i don't even know if the problem is necessarily with him so much as like the fit for sure that's definitely a part of it some of it's on tyloo for sure yeah because the effort has been kind of odd but you know first year coaching stuff with a new team yeah. Which is part of it, too. A lot, and he's just, you know, he's got a lot of other holes to fill. I mean, you heard us Ooh. talk about the defense for like a 10-minute segment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, he, you know, he's he's got a lot of stuff uh, as a coach he's trying to juggle. And, you know, maybe this is just kind of taking a backseat for right now. But I hope that Kenny Atkinson is working with him. I hope that, you know, the player development has team. has to be working with him for sure. Yeah, I hope that the player development team is still trying to develop this asset, even if the development isn't coming in game time minutes. because. For sure. That is not the only, you know. That that is not the only arm of player development. I mean, Terrence Mann grew so much yeah. last year, um, despite you know getting called up with the team quite a bit for not really any minutes. Yeah, for sure, it's a good call. Um, closing this out, we're checking on the Agua Caliente Clippers. They beat the Ignite one sixteen one eleven behind a pretty absurd stat line from Jordan Ford, twenty two points, two boards. Uh, Five assists, four steals. Wow. Not bad. And then, of course, Amir Coffey had 21 points, five of 16 from three. So he's still heating up, baby. Just letting that thing go. Or, excuse me, five of 12. Oh. So an elite percentage. Yeah, that's great. Five of 12 from three is fantastic. I love this. Amir Coffey just chucking it in the G League is one of my favorite little things of the Clippers year so far. Definitely. They're yeah. trying so hard to make him into a shooter, and I love it. Once again, a lot of guards. Don't know where this fits into the whole thing, but I love it. We'll find a way, man. Um, <laughs> where there's a guard, there's a way. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that about wraps it up. Friday's episode, a recap of the hopeful Clippers victory over the Wizards, and then, God, just let's just get to the All-Star break. Talking our favorite wins of the first half of the season. Okay. You know, just some fun times. Yeah. Um. Send us your favorite win at Locked on Clips. Yeah, we, what's make your favorite win? <laughs> yeah, man, real angry. Tell us your favorite win. Uh, and then, of course, whatever else happens to now and then in Clipland, we will be playing Love, Mary, Quarantine, maybe an all-star themed one. Who knows? Who knows? 
You can find us on Deezer. Yep. You can find Locked On Clippers. We come out Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. That's right. You can That's find right. us on Apple Podcasts. Yep. Podcast app, Where Google else? Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Stitcher. Um, tell your smart speaker. Yep. Always we tell your smart speaker we said what's up. <laughs> <laughs> and then tell to play Locked On Clips. It'll be a fun party trick. You can make everyone listen to every show we've ever done. Yeah. It'll play on a playlist from the most recent. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all the way back. And if you would like to, go ahead and review us. Yeah. Over at Apple Podcasts. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.